Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. For another episode of Redneck Island After Buzz, and I'm so excited because this week our hosts are here. Yay! <laughs> so today, um, our sh- we're going to recap episode number two, which is called "Shot Through the Heart," which was a real fun, fun little title there. But before I start, I want to take this minute and just introduce my co-host today, um, sitting to my. Left. Yeah, you left. Okay, yes. my left is uh, Dave Abel, and I'm so excited that you're here. Yay, Thank、Dave. you very much. It's great to be here.、Uh, yeah, I was asked to do the show a couple days ago. Came on, I said yes. That sounds great. I used to do After Buzz on Entourage. Yeah. So that was a while ago,、um, and now I'm back. So it's great to be here. And、um, yeah, a little bit about me.、Uh, from Michigan, graduate、mm-hmm. of the University of Michigan. So huge. From right here. The、uh, the center of the hand. Right here. The center of the hand. <laughs> okay. Um, and then came out to LA to do the acting comedy thing. Um, and、uh, I like doing things like this because I've actually been on a number of reality shows myself. I was on、uh, Next on MTV where they next you when you guys are dating on a bus, and then they're like a girl comes out and she's like,、mm, I don't like your hair. Next, and then you have to go on a bus. <laughs> And then I was on a show called Dating in the Dark on yeah. ABC, yeah. and so that was cool. I was like in、uh, like Us Weekly for that show, and that was a lot of fun. And then I just did another one called Perfect Score.、Uh, so yeah, I have kind of a, a little bit of a behind the scenes reality show background. So that's、it. that's a lot of fun when、uh, watching these types of shows. And then, well, is it okay? Is it safe to say that you used to be a blue man? Yes, at one point? that is safe to say. It was a、uh, couple years ago. I auditioned for the blue man, got it, trained in New York, and so then I got all the way. I performed there for about two months, and then they were like, "Dave, your drumming isn't quite where we want it to be." So then they cut me. So that's it was a tumultuous blue man experience. Interesting, still performed, 
Clive Owen came to one of our shows, so I was nice. I, I as a blue man was on the cover of Broadway.com with me and Clive Owen as he came with the blue man. So it was a amazing experience, very unique. I'd never yeah. drummed before, so it's hard to keep up with drummers who drum their whole life when you only had six months of training. Yeah, right. So right. despite that, yeah, it was a pretty awesome experience and uh, a unique one for sure. Yay! Okay, yes. cool. Well, we're so happy that you're a here. Pleasure to be here. Yay! Thanks. Dave. And sitting right next to Dave is a very good friend of mine, Faye. Dale, and a uh, little thing, you probably don't know this, um, I wanted to tell you right now that we, that Faye and I went to high school together. She was That's telling right. me that before the yeah. show, yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's right, oh, not, not so yeah. far from here. That, and that was what, yeah. like five years ago? It was yeah. five years ago. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's incredible how time flies. Yes. It really, 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 really like is. you. <laughs> you are so awesome. I just what to say. Wow. <laughs> so Faye, t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Certainly, I grew up in what I consider a small mm-hmm. town community. I think you might agree with that, you yeah. might not, but it's, I've spent maybe running from that to large communities like New York and Los Mm -hmm. Angeles, uh, which I love both of them. And I would say that my background in the industry in terms of live performance, probably some of the largest commercial theatrical shows that are out there. And they've allowed me to travel around the country and really match up with my friends and from college and from home so that it's 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 a tough way to eat lunch but uh you find lunch in every city it's perfect so awesome. what an interesting saying it's a tough way to eat lunch is that a, is that a famous saying of some kind it is now it is now we started it that's what we do here okay. it is what we do it all starts here at the after buzz okay so uh, last week we did episode one and mm-hmm. i just want to recap on that that's when um John and Taylor found themselves out in the pit. Do you remember that challenge mm-hmm. in the pit? And so they open uh, episode two with the social game. And when I talk about the social game, that's the component of the reality show that really is where you can make and break your existence in a house. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're forming yeah. the alliances, yeah. getting to know people. And yeah. yeah, because when you're in a, sh- in a situation like that, as when I did um, Dating in the Dark, I lived with uh, five people for three days. So yeah, right away, it can feel, it's you can think this can't be real, but it is. Because you have to, I think if you're going to go on a show like that, you have to allow yourself to live in the moment and yeah. like take people in as they are and, and respond to what they're like. So I think while I can seem shoved or kind of pushed at sometimes, I think these are like really how these guys are and you hate some people and you <laughs> like other ones and right. you're just more encouraged to right. really say how you feel on like real life for a right. you should not say how right. you feel. It is the ultimate method acting experience. It is, yes. <laughs> okay, well, uh, last week, Shelby uh, basically saved herself in the pit uh, when she went up against Taylor and Last week, I thought, man, I really like this Shelby. She's a little spitfire. She has a beer in one hand and an attitude in the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she in high school, most she says that she was the girl most likely, likely to speak her mind. mind. Okay. Right. So yeah, uh, not sure if that played well for her in this episode, but I, I, um, I was really surprised that as soon as we started episode two, Shelby went gunning for Margaret. I mean, whoa. Immediately, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pretty interesting. We are going to get a caller on the line. I, I see that um, Jamie, who was sure. uh, unfortunately sure. like, taken out at the end of episode two, is on the line to give us her feedback. And maybe now is a good time to bring her in to kind of talk about the social game. Hello. Hello, Hello. Jamie, are you there? I'm here. Hi, how hey, are you? Jamie. Hey, Jamie. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're well, great. How's your forehead? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm covered. 
I recovered. Good. Girl, I don't know. I You can't write that kind of stuff. And I certainly hope yeah. that you didn't give your, your little body any permanent damage. But you gave me the biggest belly laugh I could have had. I've watched it over and over. It is... It is. I don't know why we like slapstick. I don't but know. You really, you've got a second <laughs> career. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, well Jamie, you know, let me. Out of all the things that I would hope to be famous or known for, that would probably be at the very bottom of the list, <laughs> if even on the list at all. <laughs> you know what, Jamie? You came in at such a perfect time because right in the beginning of the show, they did feature you a lot. Um, you can, uh, you definitely know creative ways to drink. I didn't know that there were that many ways to sure. suck down a beer, but you definitely introduced us to so many of them. Uh, were you, yes, were you <laughs> what are your thoughts? Like you're seeing yourself on TV and you're, you're watching that play out. Are you, um, are you curious as to what people might think of your behavior in the house? Um, definitely curious, but more worried than anything, you know, I was so, I was so worried the next day that I woke up and had, I mean, the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. I did not remember, you know, anything that I'd done. So, of course, I was really curious, but then at the same time, I was kind of afraid to even know what they were <laughs> thinking of me. I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to know, but then again, I kind of don't want to know. Now, I was, um, did did your shirt accidentally come off in that? Was, was that your shirt off? It seemed like there were some breasts. Um, was, <laughs> I'm not, I don't think that that was an accident, but we will go with that. We will say that it was an accident. Did it accidentally just um, get untied and fall, fall off, off your body? Yeah. I did ask uh, the next day, I think I asked Cowboy um, Lucas, Albert, or, um, Shelby, one of them, I was like, one of them told me that I ran around the house topless, and I said, you know, first thing was, why? <laughs> and they said, well, you were trying to hula hoop, and you just couldn't do it, so you got mad, and you just ripped your shirt off. I, I wish everyone I got mad that way. Like a, it happens to me on a daily basis, golf. Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good stuff. I love your strategy. I love the idea that the more you drink and if you get everybody on your side, you had a chance. I actually, on that first episode, going into the second one, when you had said that that was your strategy is just to either drink them all under the table or get them all on your side with beer. I was like, this girl can yeah. win. <laughs> well, you know, I was going for what I was best at. You know, I'm good at drinking beer. So why not use that to my advantage? People think I'm a badass. Know your strengths. Wow. Well, let me, let me, <laughs> Jamie, let me ask you a couple quick questions because I know I'm curious. I bet you guys are too, but is uh, they're, they're showing Margaret to be, and I quote, a stage five clinger. Was that kind of getting on your nerves at all? Or was that something that was going on that you weren't really seeing and we're watching it play out on television? Well, you know, um, I was, me personally, that first night I got really drunk and I kissed two guys and thank God they didn't actually show it on the episode because I was... They will now. You know. <laughs> but, oh. you know, I was, I didn't have an interest in really anybody in that house, any guys at all. That's not what I was, I was there for, point blank period. But they did not show it on episode two that, um, the night that I got really, really drunk and took my shirt off and ate glass and all that, um, wait, wait. they didn't show me actually going up to Margaret. I said, 
apparently I went up to Margaret and I just looked at her and I said, nobody likes you. Oh. Let's go Aww. back to the eating glass. Right. Is what that- part? Oh, I meant running into the door. You oh, know? oh okay. interesting okay. phrasing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, I'm running into the door. Just an analogy. Um, what I'd like you to do, Jamie, is stay on the line with us as we kind of recap the show, and then I'm going to ask you to chime in. Is that okay? Do you mind hanging in there for a few more minutes? I don't mind. Okay, great. Well, I, I want to chat about that challenge because I've been watching Redneck Island. This is season four, so I've been watching one, two, and three. I love that every season the challenges seem to be a little bit more over the top, more interesting. This is the first time you've seen challenges where it's a team competition. In mm-hmm. seasons one through three, it was individual. So now we've got this team competition. And so it's yeah. kind of, it, there's a lot going on with just that dynamic because you were you were paired up with Cody, right? Corey. 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 You were paired up with Corey, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. Um did you you know how did how did you feel working with him as a team player? Was he you know is he someone that you felt that you could rely on? Was he one of the good guys? Oh, definitely. Corey was the best person that I could have ever been teamed up with, and I was surprised whenever we actually in the first episode when we actually got to pick our partners. I was like the fourth or fifth girl. That, that was called to pick their partner. I was so surprised that Corey was still standing there and nobody picked him. Because if you look at the dude, you just, I mean, the first thing that comes to your mind is muscle. You know, like, yeah. he looks like a brick house. Like, nobody is going to beat him at a physical challenge. So that's the reason why I picked Corey to be my partner. Because I wanted... You know, I knew that I wasn't going to be as good at the challenges, and I wanted someone that would be able to carry me through the challenge. You know, not not actually, you know, me completely rely on them, but someone that I knew if I failed, they could complete it. Okay, so when we were when you guys were doing the challenge, it was called shooting blanks, and it was a con. You know, it was the concept of you know having accuracy with a shotgun as well as being able to remember what bottle you shot at and then what order was that bottle in and so there was a there was a, some really neat dynamics to that you definitely struggled uh with that yes. can i just say first and foremost that i am a natural blonde huh. and can oh. i use that in my defense no uh, yeah, but no, go yeah. ahead yes <laughs> <laughs> nice try <laughs> Oh, uh, Dave's a blonde. So right. I don't know. Does Brunette that someday is blonde, so there's a pain on the sun. Yes. No offense anybody, but that challenge, if you think, if you really think about it and put yourself in, you know, our shoes, not only did I struggle with remembering the colors of the jars, everybody, a majority of the people did. They struggled. But whenever you're actually standing there and you're in that situation and you're running, I, they, I don't think they mentioned it, but we ran 100 yards to that sawhorse, and we had to actually assemble that gun. We had to put the gun together. It was completely taken apart. Mm. So running 100 yards, being timed against all these other roommates, and you already know, because I went in the second group, so I already know, you know, Riley and Margaret had won out of that first group, Mm -hmm. and you wanted to beat their time, but the pressure that you're under running that distance, Trying to put that gun together, it, it, I'm telling you, it was 30 degrees out there that day, and it had been Ooh. raining. It was freezing wow. cold. Mm. Wow. We're wow. in shorts and a tank top, and, you know, you're trying to aim this gun, and you only get three bullets per 
per time that you run there, you know, and there's eight jars set up, so you don't want to miss any of those jars because you're only allowed three bullets. Well, that's so sounds, you're trying to. It sounds I'm like sorry. it was a much. Uh, it was a, quite the challenge, right? Well, and Jamie, you were up was, against two military sharpshooters. Two of the guys uh, that's their oh, training oh, were actually sharpshooters. Wow. Oh yeah, wow. Oh yeah. I mean. The pressure was on because, you know, people were bragging before we go into the challenge, man, I, I, mm. I do this, I've done this for a living, I've shot this gun, I shoot these guns, I own these guns, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's like, part of the know? mental game, too. Let me ask you a quick question, Jamie. Uh, I'm sure you've watched the previous seasons when you knew you were cast for, for season four, right? You probably went back and looked at some of the other episodes. Did you? Oh, do any? I have watched every season, season one, season two, okay. and season three on TV. Okay, great. What do you think about the dynamic co-hosting that's going on with Steve Austin, who was running the show for three seasons, now all of a sudden is sharing time with Jesse James? Uh, it's Does it look like it's working to you? Yes, I actually love the idea. Um, whenever I first you know, I got there and they, they told us about that. I kind of liked the fact that there was going to be a, a female co-host on the show. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, and I know that they don't, they don't show her much on the show. Like, I know that they don't show her doing a lot of stuff. Like, she's mostly standing there and, and you know. Yeah. But it looks she odd. would actually mm-hmm. come to the house and actually talk with us, you know, mm-hmm. and it was really nice having her there, kind of more like a mentor. Oh, know? okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Was uh, Steve Austin also coming to the house, or now is he? Um, is he? Is he not even making an appearance in the house to to work? Oh, he was there right whenever we got there. He was there, ready to go. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, cool. I was cool. just wondering because yeah. you know you go from a host, yeah. Steve Austin, mm-hmm. with his name, he can carry the show for three seasons, and then right. all of a sudden Jesse James comes into the picture, and it's like. Uh, not sure what what's happening. You well, know, it's a, like, yeah, it's a team effort now. Definitely, yeah. and it, yeah. it at first, you know, it kind of it kind of like when they told me, I was I was you know kind of blindsided with it. Mm-hmm. But then you know, whenever you're there, I'm sorry, was that blindsided or blindsided? Well, <laughs> blindsided, blindsided with it. Uh, um, <laughs> so so Jamie. You know, uh, let me just, um, we're going to move the show along, but let me just um, ask you really quick. If you had to pick, um, well, I don't, want, I don't want to put you in that position. Tell me who your favorite uh, girl is at the um, lake house and who your favorite guy. Who do you just adore? Okay, definitely. Well, my favorite guy is definitely, I have a tie between two people. I'm sorry, but I love, I love Cowboy Lucas. Because he is just, he's hilarious. But I, lo- I also love Corey because Corey actually, you know, he he helped me in moments that I was feeling really down. And he, he got, you know, my, my self-esteem back up whenever mm-hmm. I really needed it, whenever I really needed a friend, you know. And Cowboy right. was there to make me laugh. So Corey and Cowboy. Um, now, with, with yes, Cowboy, yes. I thought it was so funny. Um, we... His mental game, okay, so his social game here, okay, this is like his strategy to, um, you know, win people over. To win people over. Uh, is to yes. to get drunk last last week he um, put on lingerie this week he peed his he pants peed in his pants, pants. <laughs> literally and they didn't show the part where he pe- he actually bent over on the steps and poured beer down his butt crack and it oh was I'm amazing. sorry we missed that 
<laughs> so, so yeah, so Cowboy, um, he actually said it's part of his mental strategy. That was a quote it from is mental. Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I wish they would show more of behind the scenes of us, you know, doing the fun stuff more than, you know, rather than the... The, dr- the drama. Right. right. Well, speak, They're well, doing I, more of a focus on the drama, but I'm right. telling you, y'all, we had some really fun times in that house. Like, we even did a wedding there, a uh, wedding where Parigi and uh, Sarah got married. And oh, it was cute. amazing. Like, we had groomsmen, bridesmaids, and everything. Oh, that's so cute. But I have to go back to... Um, you know, to the mental game, we have to talk about Shelby. We have to talk about um, her decision to threaten um, Margaret. No, it wasn't Margaret. Oh. It was um, what was what was uh, Cody's Nicole. 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 She threat. She just flat out basically said, Nicole, you put me up, and I'm gonna punch you. Basically, yeah, in a nutshell, watch your back. like watch yeah. your back. Well, that backfired. Like. It was an incredible. Well, she really threatened everyone in the house. They yeah. showed the part on the on the show where me and Shelby were actually talking on the porch, and um, I don't know if you guys saw that part where we were talking on the porch, and um, I told her that me, Cody, Corey, and Nicole wanted Margaret and and yeah. Riley to go in. Yeah. Well, during that time, they didn't air it. They didn't show what everything that we said, but I actually talked her into going down to the lake and actually apologizing to Nicole for saying that. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the deal breaker on who went got sent into the pit. Well Jamie, Jamie, I I wanna first of all thank you so much for taking the time to call in and share so much insight with us about Redneck Island. It was so fun talking to you. Um sorry oh, no. <laughs> you're not on the show anymore. Hopefully oh. you had a good time the last few weeks while you were waiting your, over your silent period before you could talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and now, yes, Jamie, yes, 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 it's um, a relief. And I mean, I'm, I wish I could have took Margaret out. Oh, it well, been great. Sorry, Jamie, it didn't happen. But tell tell the listeners where they can find you. Um, I am located in Foley, Alabama. Oh, well, I like, do you have a Twitter handle? Yeah. <laughs> what's your address? And your address? Where are you <laughs> Blast door, I see. Oh, girl, do you have a Twitter handle? Can people find you on social media, Facebook, anything like that, I Instagram? Do. Okay, well, go ahead and share that. It's Jamie Lee, J-A-M-I-L-E-I-G-H-2-4. And my Instagram is Jamie Lee, J-A-M-I-L-E-I-G-H-2-4-1-3. Okay, well, Jamie, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. We love the show. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you, Jamie. Okay, have a good one. You guys have a good one, too. Thank, thank you. you. See you. Bye now. So, wow, that was oh, fun, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I didn't get, I didn't know whether to ask Jamie about or not, but it's something I'd like to, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts is like, kind of like the, the philosophical side of this show, which is Redneck Island and how it portrays Rednecks, because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, you know, I grew up in Michigan, small town, you grew up in a small town as well, is, you know, these people look like mo- a lot of models. They're like the best looking rednecks yeah. I've ever seen. Prettiest rednecks they're the I've prettiest rednecks and, and they're all fit for the most part. They yeah. have like, yes, the fat guy and like the, the, the characters. The yes. yeah. characters. But for yeah. the most part, it feels like the only redneck thing about a lot of these people is that they drink a lot of beer and they wear American flag shirts. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what you think if it's an accurate, A, 
accurate description of a redneck? And B, is there, are we talking down to certain members of our society in calling them rednecks? Or would a real redneck be proud of this show or think that it's not an accurate description? Boy, now that's a really good question. And I think we should try and get Steve Austin on the show to answer that. Yeah. Okay, that would be great. I watched season one and two, totally different casting. Mm. Uh, I mean, they were just normal, everyday people, and that's what hooked me to the show because I wanted to fall in love with rednecks. I wanted to learn something about the culture, really. <laughs> sure, yeah, uh-huh. like I'm, I, I, I've never lived around that area, and I, I'm really not sure like what's going on. So here I am falling in love with these amazing characters. Well, they were real people, but the way they came across is just friendly and polite mm-hmm. and they all shared things that I really felt like I was in I just I just fell in love with them and then season three comes around it's all young I mean the whole cast are beautiful right like season four right they're just gorgeous and so the dynamics changed and now um here's it, it went from like a redneck survivor concept to mm-hmm. a redneck big brother yeah, concept that's what I was thinking so it's yep. kinda, so everything just swept we're watching a show for the first time the hosts Correct. are here, yes. but it's really a completely different show. So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it makes me think, well, what is a red, like, what are we calling rednecks? You know, it's like, uh, is it what mm-hmm. they wear? Is it how they act? Is it how they talk? And I'm not sure. I feel like this, it's not clearly defined in this show. Mm-hmm. Well, I think every mm-hmm. generation has a different version of itself. Yeah. And redneck initially was defined as people that worked outside. Right. And have and, rednecks. And have rednecks from the <laughs> yeah. sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from that, it became, I think, more of an American culture in a specific area mm-hmm. of the country. But I don't know that I would love to think, especially having a show that's shown nation wide yeah it's not just uh geographic specific yeah maybe we have rednecks living amongst us yeah. and maybe they are beautiful and they wear eyelashes mm-hmm. in the middle of the pit and, <laughs> and uh, right but they do seem to drink an awful lot of beer through devices through that devices, yes. I've never actually seen up close and in person. Seems almost dangerous to squirt that beer <laughs> so harshly like, in the back of your throat. Like it's going to burn the hole <laughs> yeah. in your esophagus. I don't know how they wake up in the morning to do the challenges. Oh and they do. do you ever yeah. think they wake up skipping down, making bacon. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm always amazed. Maybe it was even Jamie that had come out at the top of this particular segment or episode that was like, hey, y'all, it's time to go down for the challenge. Yeah. And I was like, it's like, time oh, to take a bottle of right, Advil. Right. I wasn't quite sure where to go with that. Yeah. But right. I think they also have skills or at least the challenges that are being put together for them yeah. seem to be very specific to, again, a culture. You, I've only held a gun in my hand a couple of times at a shooting range, and thank heavens there's ever every form of protection for me and the, those around me. Yeah, because it wasn't necessarily innate. Right. But that the the shooting challenge that they had yeah. shooting blanks. I'm like that's wildly difficult, and bottles were breaking left, right, and center. So yeah. there mm-hmm. must be something. I don't know if you have to be a redneck to shoot a gun, <laughs> but if there's a correlation there, then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I will never be on that show because really not good with a gun <laughs> right. or a large rifle. Right, right. <laughs> well, let me let me take you back to the show real quick. Last week, I don't know if you remember this, but Cody's basically, his head was on, he was getting ready to go on the chopping block and he works a side deal with Riley. He's like, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Don't put me up and I won't put you up. Right? And sure, now here, Yeah, right? So now it's Cody. Cody gets, you know, he gets to call the shots this week and... 
I was blown away that he picked Riley. Did, were you guys surprised? I didn't see that coming. I mean, Margaret had her not. six senses on and she felt it coming, but I was floored. Well, I, I think there's a, there's always going to be a surprise in it, whether yeah. it's through the editing or through your unmanaged expectation because yeah. you have seen them maybe build this alliance. But yeah. if you really go back to the first show, I think first impressions are important and Neither one made a great impression on the other. Yeah. They realized they're both competitors. Yeah. Uh, th- that was the first thing that both of them had said, that they would get one and off, another off the show faster than anybody else. So I think they really stick to their initial plan. Yeah, and I think any time they have an interview and somebody says, there's no way this is going to happen, it's pretty much a science <laughs> definitely happening. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. Let's talk about the, typically, uh, what was happening in season one through three is uh, with the survivors, kind of set up, they would go for an elimination round where they would do the vote-off concept. Mm -hmm. And this year, we're actually seeing the challenge in a pit, which... Boy, that's kind of cool. I mean, with the the pit last week with Shelby and the ball and and this week, it's the rope concept. It it still makes it physical. And I like that even if you lose... If your teammate loses, you become the teammate of the other person. Mm -hmm. I think that's that... I like that angle, but mm-hmm. what do you think about the pit challenges? My only thought was, I, I put myself into it, and I thought, is it unfair that there's, like, huge muscular guys versus, like, the guy that pees in his pants, <laughs> who's obviously <laughs> probably hasn't seen a gym since he was born. Right, right. Because I, I was thinking, like, could I even, you know, and I'm, as, I, I work out and lift weights, but I don't even know if I could, pulling the rope, pull the, one of that, that huge guy off the thing. Right, Because he's right. got a very strong center of balance. <laughs> but he was also the one that would maybe fall off the rafts that first week. Right. I mean, every yeah. Those challenges are really well thought out yeah. to try yeah. and yeah. highlight each person's strength at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just des- depends on when you happen to get that particular challenge. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm telling you, that rope game, I would have just jumped off and not pulled yeah. a single I would have been like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Where's the I'm spa? Where's, yeah. where's, where's the mud pack spa yeah. right now? Now, do you guys notice we were talking about the redneck culture and it's, it's, there's a little bit, you know, it's kind of playing out a little bit when they were both on these stumps, right? And Steve Austin was like, are you ready? And Corey said, yes, sir. And then he goes, are you ready? And he goes, yes, sir. And when do you hear that? In LA, a lot. Do you ever hear that? Or People from the South. It's called manners. <laughs> I know. I like that. I really. I told myself today. I'm, I want to say that more often. I want to say yes, ma'am, yes, sir, more often because I think it, it sounds really cool and it just shows you know that you care about the other person when you mm-hmm. add that. What are your thoughts on yes, ma'am, yes, sir? Uh, I have a, uh, one of my good friends from uh, Mississippi, and that's how he addresses all elder, not elder. Oh, but it's like, only for elderly. Like, no, I couldn't like, call you, sir. Uh, he wouldn't say that to me, but he would say, like, if I was his boss, I think he would say yes, sir, but not as a friend. Oh, okay. So it's to people of authority and to, like, parents and those type of things. I see. But I think he can get away with it because that's, like, his mentality. I think if I were to run around saying yes, sir, yes, ma'am, I don't know if it would come across as genuine just because that's not in my (laughs) vernacular. So I feel like it has to come from an honest place. Absolutely. And so it kind of has to depend on the person. It's kind of like the Midwest, instead of saying, excuse me, and they say, please. Right. Yeah. Wait, where yes. was that? Please, please. please get the hell please. out of the way. I don't, I don't think rednecks use the word vernacular, so <laughs> I think we're good. I'm, I'm trying to introduce <laughs> new terms each week, so this week it's vernacular. Okay. Big words. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, Mar- Margaret, um, oh, she lost, she lost Riley. Womp. She- 
Wow. Were they having sex, do we think? I totally think. No, they showed that. Well, what they showed was the big cuddle and a big smooge and I like him. But it is classic. Classic, now classic Riley since he's gone is that, you know, yeah, I like her pretty much. She's pretty and I like pretty girls. Right. Good for you, right? Most of us do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Well, well, Margaret fell apart. Like, she fell apart when she lost Riley. and she When was, you're not on Xanax, yeah. it happens. Oh. Yeah. But she was literally, like, crying, saying, I can't do it without him. I can't do it without him. And I thought, wow, it's probably only been four days, maybe tops. Like, right well, maybe now, it's yeah. four days to us. Who knows yeah. how long? The, I, don't I don't know. know. It seems like you're in, you're in a reality show. Don't they take about two weeks to film an entire season? Well, in the t- well, let's see. Like my episode, which like I can only speak from the things that I've mm-hmm. done, but like it was an hour show and took that took place over three days. So it took okay. three days to do about One like hour. five dates in mm-hmm. an hour. So I'd okay. imagine because you think like the gun range episode, like they got to be like, okay, we're shooting guns. Then everybody has to get trainings on guns that day. I'm sure there's a safety thing. Everybody. Right. Has, so I'm sure these things take full days. Right. But you know, with her response, I was thinking on a show like that. I'm sure like you find. That's your world. And yeah. a lot of times they don't let you watch TV at these things. They don't let you get on the internet because they don't want yeah. anything affecting you. So I think when you have a connection with somebody, it can be fast forwarded because this mm-hmm. is the life that you're living right mm-hmm. now. And it can be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the person that I can get through this experience with. And right. I can see if that gets right. broken, it can maybe seem right. a little scary. So she, so they play it out. Um and she's called a stage five clinger, but clearly she's a stage ten. I love stage, stage five, five clinger. clinger. We got a clinger in here. We got a stage like a five. Star Trek no. term, it sounds like. <laughs> she's more like a stage ten. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Tell me about what? Who, what do you? What are your picks for next week? Picks to win, or yeah, just picks like who to... do you, um, either or. Like who do you think? I think Shel- Yeah, let's go with with who do I think is going to go out? I think Shelby's got a target on her back because she really. Played the wrong hand at the wrong time. Yeah, but you know what? Shelby has night vision goggles. I'm certain. So she, she's Hmm. a smart. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She will stand up for herself. I think that uh, that's important when you're out on an island or a yeah. lake house and mm-hmm. you're with a group of people you don't know. Um, she might have a target on her back, but she's tough. I would not have wanted to been in the pit with her last week when she wrapped her arm around her opponent's neck. And she might be small, but she's mighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Cowboy. I think that he, I, that we were talking earlier about sincerity and being genuine and maybe un, trying to understand a redneck culture and yeah. where this season is going. And he, I think he could be underplaying his talents and gifts. He is one of the sharpshooters, mm. trained oh, sharpshooters. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I think he may have some underlying gifts in there for his physical challenges, although Clearly, I mean, he can pee on command. So impressive, <laughs> and still impressive. wear the pants afterwards, which would be my biggest problem with that. <laughs> That's from being out in the cold too. Right, long. I know. But I, I love in cowboy to yeah. go a few a few more episodes down the road. What about you? You got a favorite? Well, I tell you, being new to the show, I have to be honest. The names are eluding yeah, me just right, yet. Right, right, right. Um, so I. I while I don't have a prediction, I will say what I like about the show is, and we were talking about this before, is I do find myself pulling for people as I get to know them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what makes me pull for, like, uh, Riley, for example, in this last one. And I think it's just when you find 
you sometimes you cheer. I tend to cheer for the good guys, and some people cheer for the bad guys. And that guy seemed like a relatively like good guy, and the other one seemed kind of like a dick. So I was like, oh okay, I'll go for Riley <laughs> in this one. And I kind of like their little romance going on. That's yeah. cute to see. Yeah. So yeah. I, so yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know for the future. My my guess would be they're going to make sure to continue to do challenge that focus on different characters in the show. So I'm sure uh, next week well, it'll probably be totally different. That's exactly it, too. You don't know all the names because yeah. they're not equally highlighted right. throughout the show. Like, I right. don't even remember seeing uh, much of Blake this last week. Right. And then if in seasons one through three, the cast were about 15. Now, here we have a cast of 24. That's a lot. That's huge. A lot of people in a that's house. That's huge. So, yeah, I'm in a little overwhelm. I tell myself <laughs> when I watch the show, just focus on what they're showing me. That's, like, yep. the important thing right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people flying under the radar. I think Margaret's going to start the next week. Um, she, I don't think she's going to have such a big target on her back. I think they just wanted to break up the Riley-Margaret uh, alliance. Team, alliance. Team, yeah, because yeah, it's pretty strong, pretty power. They were a great combination on challenges. I mean, they were really just... Always like in the top one or two, and now she's with Corey, who was so sweet. And when Jamie was saying, like Corey was always like really right there by her side, encouraging her. The first thing Corey did when um, when the when the pit challenge was over, he went up to Margaret and he started telling her, "I'm going to do the very best I can for you. I'm, I'm going to try really hard." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really nice. Corey got some big points with me, just showing me who he was as a person. And like you said, I want to get to know who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Corey seems seems really nice. Right. I tell you, if Nuts, the house pet, could speak. Have you seen Nuts? No. What's the house pet? I miss the house pet. There's a house pet? <laughs> Where is it? Uh, well, it's a petrified squirrel that they killed and stuffed. Oh, fun. And uh, it's named Nuts. <laughs> and he sits prominently in a glass oh. case. And I'm thinking to be Nuts would be the perfect animals right now. <laughs> <laughs> the house is nuts. The house is nuts. The house yes. is nuts, yes. It's, um, it's been really fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to the next show. But thinking about, um, season, you know, episode three and where we're going with this show, it is building nicely, don't you think? I mean, it's got, do you definitely, I mean, Absolutely. I want to tune in. I want to tune in and yeah. see what's happening. And right. it's not necessarily continuation from the last week. I think you really have to be there each week. We were, as we were just saying, there's 24 mm-hmm. competitors. Yeah. And it's not possible to have a story on every single one of them each week. Right. And so therefore, you're, you, you'll miss something if you don't tune in. Right. I'm going to tell you this. I have been, uh, doing my own little survey, right? On, on this, on this, uh, season four cast. And I am pl- paying close attention to what they are saying just before a challenge. Because I believe that, the mindset is what's going to get someone to win a challenge. It's not brawn. Mm. It's not agility. Mm. It's mindset. And last week, uh, it was Blake with that incredible... <laughs> he was so focused. I don't know if you... you That's because he took his contacts out. He, he took his see. contacts out. He could see. He was praying. He was going to win. There was, And then he not, he not only ran through John, but he, like, could have gone another two miles. Run for us, run! <laughs> and so, like, if you start looking at the strategy, but also start looking at the mindset at the at the pit challenge, mm-hmm. Margaret's mindset was stronger than Jamie's. I don't mean any disrespect for Jamie, but Margaret was like, "I'm going to win." And now, also with Corey versus Riley, Riley wasn't saying much. He was kind of like holding everything in. But Corey's like, "I'm still here." 
I'm mm-hmm. still here. That's like a strong mindset. So hit challenge next week. Tell me if you think there's a mindset. mindset? Yes. Sure. I, like I honestly that. believe it's okay. a mindset over everything else. Yeah. The winner of this game is going to have a strong mindset to get through the challenges and the best social game. Mm-hmm. I don't cool. know who that is, but... I don't either. Interesting philosophy, okay. and we will look out for that. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty much our show for today. I'd like to just finish up with uh, where people can find you, Faye, on social media. Sure. And if you have anything going on. You can find me at RedneckFD on Twitter. Oh, you got a Twitter handle on Redneck! With Redneck in it! Why not, right? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GoBlueDave, which I made after I graduated from Michigan. So that's a GoBlue shout out to Michigan. Oh. And on Instagram at Dave Abed, D-A-V-E-A-B-E-D. Cool. And I'm your Twitter buds now. Yes. Okay. And for me, you can find me. Uh, my uh, Twitter handle is at Little Egypt. It's also my Instagram handle. You can find me on Facebook at the official page of Little Egypt. And it's not too late to get your Christmas shopping done and go on ProWrestlingTees.com to buy a Little Egypt t-shirt. Cute. For your friends. <laughs> right? Got mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's in the mail. And then also, I do write a wrestling column that you can um, read every month on Out Wrestling. Uh, it's a UK magazine, but you cool. can also read it Sweet. online. And then you can also see me in my first uh, appearance alongside uh, other famous WWE stars like Trish Stratus and Missy Hyatt. And then we're going to be doing that in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I get to go to dun, 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 the Redneck, Redneck Country. Redneck yes, Country. nice. So I'm telling you this now for the, all the listeners that are in that area. Come by and see me. And that Way is um, that is our show for today. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you later. Buzz Buzz you later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.